The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. One sentence summary. The War of Art brings some much-needed tough love to all artists, business people and creatives who spend more time battling the resistance against work than actually working, by identifying the procrastinating forces at play and pulling out the rug from under their feet. My favorite quote from the author is, The most important thing about art is to work. Nothing else matters except sitting down every day and trying. Stephen Pressfield Stephen Pressfield is gold. After graduating from university in 1965, the variety of jobs he held seems to know no end, ranging from advertising copywriter to school teacher, tractor trailer driver, bartender, oil field roustabout, attendant in a mental hospital, fruit picker in Washington state, and all the way to screenwriter. Just like Robert Greene, he wasn't afraid to do the work he needed to in order to keep working on his dream, becoming a writer. Do the Work, his follow-up to this book, was one of the first books on 4-Minute Books, so it's only fair the original book about resistance joins the ranks. Here are three of the biggest lessons you can learn. 1. You're not alone. Everyone struggles with resistance. 2. You have to treat your dream job like a full-time job. 3. Commit to a territory and you might change the world. Ready to turn pro at your dream? I say here we the War of Art, Lesson 1. You are not alone. Everyone struggles with resistance. This answers the question, why does it feel like it's only me having all these problems with procrastination? Have you ever had that feeling that you are here to do something great? Maybe you feel you owe the world a great book, a new approach to fitness, or even a blockbuster movie. If so, today's a different day than most days for you. Because instead of waking up, thinking about it for a second, and then shrugging it off, you're actually going to deal with it. The force that makes you swallow your urge to pursue your dream is called resistance. The capital R is important. And everyone in the world struggles with it. You're not the only one. It's this negative, opposing, ghastly little voice that tells you to stay at your job and not risk failure, that you're not good enough to paint something great, and that you can always start working out tomorrow. Resistance manifests itself in the form of fear of failure, procrastination and self-doubt and, worst of all, is universal. It doesn't exclusively speak to you, it targets everybody. Will Smith was afraid to meet with Quincy Jones before becoming the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. John Lee Dumas was afraid to launch Entrepreneur on Fire. And Henry Fonda threw up before every single performance even long after he was successful. Everyone struggles with resistance. Don't let that be your excuse. The War of Art, Lesson 2. You have to treat your dream like a full-time job. This answers the question, once I've gotten started on my dream or passion project, how do I continue to put in the work that's needed for it? So, what do you do to combat resistance? What any professional would do. You work. Stop treating your dream like it's a hobby. It's your dream for crying out loud. If your dream is really this thing that you want to be with all your heart, that you want to center your life around, then how come you treat it like a second cousin's once removed barbecue party? Don't just tinker around for a few hours here and there. Go all in, all chips into the pot. When you treat your dream like your regular, full-time job, you can transfer a lot of the skills you apply to the latter to the former, even if they're not related at all. Do you show up to your job on time? I bet you do. Do you keep working when shit hits the fan? I bet you do. Do the same for your dream. All pros know this. There's a fun quote by W. Somerset Morgan that I like to reference here, which is, I write only when inspiration strikes. 
Fortunately, it strikes every morning at 9 o'clock sharp. So schedule time to work on your dream every single day and then just show up. The War of Art, Lesson 3. When you commit to a territory, you can change the world. This answers the question, where should I focus my efforts so that I have the best shot at winning and probably changing the world? Each of us has a different calling. Some of us are app developers, some want to direct movies, and others write books or knit tea cozies. That means we all pick different territories to leave our mark in. You find your territory based on three things. Number one, it makes you feel better every time you go there. You can bet that Stephen Hawking felt better every time he came out of his office, and that Arnie was pretty satisfied after each of his gym sessions. Your territory is a place where you feel you grow, where you're challenged and satisfied at the same time. Number two, you can only become king of the hill through hard work. The only respect a professor gains is through the recognition of his work. Arnie made the gym his own by working out there every day of the week. And number three, it's endless. The only limit to how much Hawking can get in recognition is the number of meaningful insights and theories he can produce. In theory, it's endless. You get back however much you put in. Not only will owning your territory benefit you and your work, you just might change the entire world. Steve Jobs revolutionized the way we see and use computers by committing to this territory and spearheading new developments and ideas in this field. My personal takeaways from the War of Art for 2017. I read this book in 2016. It was a Sunday. It was a sunny day. I had just gotten the book book from Amazon. I went outside. I went to a park. I got a nice cappuccino and I sat down and I said, let me try to finish this in one go. And because it was nice out and and the weather stayed nice, I remained there uh, sitting on this bench in various positions, shifting around and walking around a little bit here and there. And I eventually did finish the whole book in, I don't know, three or four hours, highlighting lots of things, marking lots of things. And I think this way to consume this book is one of the most powerful because A, it highlights it highlights what the book is all about because if you beat the resistance of finishing the book uh, by doing it in one go, which is the most powerful way to beat the resistance, you've already shown yourself that you can actually do this thing that Stephen Pressfield talks about in the book. And B, because you'll be better able to connect all the different dots and, and points and themes from the book because it has this overarching theme of beating the resistance and showing up to work and sort of the all the, the sub-chapters and ideas presented in the book, they really tie to it. And this is a book that influences me every single day because I still have the same image in my head from the introduction when Stephen Pressfield described how one of his typical days goes. He drives to an office and he has this computer, types for a few hours and he goes home, he's beaten the resistance. And that very first, I don't know, first page, second page, wherever it's on, I still have that image in my head every morning I sit down to work and to actually show up and to beat the resistance myself. So it's one of the most powerful books and I can highly recommend it. This is a very, very cool concept to have in your head and to be prepared with for any potential distraction or negative influence that might hit you along the way.